Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. All right, are y'all ready for the word? Today, it is gonna be good and I can't wait to get into uh, mobilization um, next, next Sunday, talking more about the gifts of the Spirit and some, just some great stuff. Isaiah, Isaiah 61. This is a really prophetic chapter. I'm gonna read the first four verses here and then skip to verse 11. It's a very prophetic chapter. And, and of course, this, these first few verses are also what Jesus quoted in Luke chapter four uh, when he got up in the synagogue and he said, you know, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. He's anointed me to preach the gospel. And he quotes the first few verses here. And then he tells them this is fulfilled in your hearing today. This is fulfilled in your hearing today. And so Jesus fulfilled, it's the, it's the, Jesus fulfilled the essence of this. There is a future fulfillment, of course, you know, when, when he, he returns with his kingdom. But what this is all about, listen to me, this is all about kingdom, the kingdom of God. What Jesus said when he said, this is fulfilled in your hearing, what Jesus is saying is the, the kingdom is not some, just some future event. The kingdom is here and the kingdom is now. And what we're gonna look at here in Isaiah 61, it really describes the atmosphere or the environment of Eden. Remember, God created everything perfect. Watch, created everything perfect in Eden. He created a place for man to thrive in his presence. Okay, listen, one day Jesus will return. He'll set up his millennial reign and God will have a global Eden again. But it's important to remember, watch, that God always prepares a place for his people to experience his kingdom and to advance his kingdom. And that's what I'm gonna to talk to you about for the next few moments. Father, we just come before you in Jesus' name. God, we're gonna see your kingdom come with power, Lord, in these next 35 minutes. As we unpack Isaiah 61, Jesus, we thank you for the kingdom. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. And we just lean in, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Isaiah 61. <clears throat> if I had a title for this message, it would either be here and now, it would either be show up or it could be we came from the future. So y'all just choose one of those three titles right there. <laughs> Couldn't decide. Look what it says. It says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because, everybody say because, there is always a purpose for God's power. Provision always has a purpose. God's love and God's kingdom, watch, it's never just about me, it's about us. It's about a spiritual family. When God created the earth, when he created Eden, when he created everything just and good, he created this place and he created man because he wanted a family. 
Now there's our, well, you could say there's the spiritual or the divine, you know, the angels and all that. There's that component of his family. There's humanity. That's the other component of his family. Before the fall, we were all one, but we sinned. We were expelled from Eden because corruption, sin cannot dwell in his presence. We were expelled from Eden. And ever since then, there, God has been on this narrative of being faithful to man, of chasing down man, of fighting for man. Come on, he sent Jesus as the second Adam to redeem us, to bring us back. And one day he will have his global Eden. But it's important to remember that the kingdom of God is not just the future kingdom, but it is here and it is now. So a lot of times we kind of over-mysticize this, you know, it's kind of like this mushy, heavenly, the kingdom just means kind of the spiritual things and the rule of reign, reign in Jesus. No, it doesn't. Listen, God's kingdom is a literal kingdom. Do you understand Jesus is a literal king? Do you understand that Jesus will literally come back to this planet? What we mean by that, there's another dimension that veil will rend. That's what apocalypse, when we talk about the apocalypse, ooh, the apocalypse. Have you ever noticed that like about, like about every third movie is about the world ending? Apocalypse, a lot of times we think, okay, the very end when Jesus returns, but the apocalypse, if you think the book of Revelations or the apocalypse of John, apocalypse means the unveiling. It's the revelation. Apocalypse is what God begins to pull back the veil. What's been covered, what's been hidden. And as he begins to pull that back, all of a sudden we begin to see things that we haven't seen before. We begin to experience things we haven't experienced before. And for the church and God's kingdom, see, that's what I'm saying. Listen, it's, it's not just a new season, it's a new time. And what didn't work yesterday works today. Why? Because there's an unveiling happening where God is getting his church ready to be witnesses, to be the church, to expand his kingdom, to be his witnesses. The spirit of the Lord God, watch, it was upon Jesus, right? He was our savior, he led the way. He died for our sins, he rose again, he sent the Holy Spirit, so what? That same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is where? So on the inside of us, I could read it this way, the spirit of the Lord God is upon you. Spirit of the Lord God is upon us. Because, so I can enjoy this world, no. Because, there is a kingdom that we are part of now. We're in this world, we're not of this world. God wants as many people in his eternal family because he loves every, it's possible because he loves every single person on this planet. But listen, that kingdom, the kingdom of God is in us. We're to expand that kingdom on the earth. We're the temple of the Holy Spirit. See, listen, church is not a building. We're going to church, understand that. We're going to church. The church is not a building. You're the church, I'm the church, we're the church. That's why Jesus said, where two or three are gathered, we can have church. 
Some of y'all are going to be mobilized. You're going to start having church in your workplace. And then you're going to come back here and you're going to share a testimony of how you stepped out in faith and you prayed for this or you shared that or you thought you had a word for someone and God showed up and a miracle. Look, because, because the kingdom of here, the kingdom of God is here. The Holy Spirit's on the inside of us. Look, because the Lord has anointed me. Look, he's anointed you. You're anointed. You have the anointed one on the inside. It's impossible for you not to be anointed. The Bible says you have an anointing from God. The anointed one is on the inside of you. That, that, that power, that, 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 that kingdom supernatural gifting enablement from God. He's anointed me, look, to preach good tidings to the poor. That's the gospel. It's also testifying of Jesus. Look, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Who's he sent? Jesus initially, right? But wasn't Jesus the firstborn among many brethren? So who's he sending to heal the brokenhearted now? Proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. See, wherever you go, anything can happen. Wherever you go, God is. Wherever you go, the anointing is. Wherever you go, healing is. Wherever you go, freedom is. Wherever you go, if anyone around you is in prison, if anyone around you is bound, if anyone around you is being held captive, guess what? You got the deliverer. You, you, you come walking in there with the keys to that cell. That's what I'm saying. Those of you that are afraid of flying, next time you're on a flight and turbulence hits, you need to say, man, these people better thank God I'm on this plane. Because if I'm on this plane, Jesus is on this plane. And he's got a purpose for my life. That's not prideful. That's knowing who you are in Christ. I like this. Look at this. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. It's the year of the Lord's favor. You know, most scholars say that when Jesus quoted this passage in Luke chapter four and said, today this is fulfilled in your hearing, that was a jubilee year. It was a jubilee year where literally captives were let, they were let go. Do you know this year in Israel, it's a jubilee year. It's a jubilee year. It's a new time. And this fall, it's gonna be great because we're gonna get into these fall feasts, into these biblical feasts where we look at the return of Christ, we look at the day of atonement, we look at, at, at tabernacles, God dwelling with men, we look at all these things and what we're gonna see is we're gonna see this kingdom perspective where God in this, listen, in this new time, 
there's things he's doing now that he didn't do in a previous time. Do you see? And if you'll see it, and if you'll lay hold of it, I'm telling you what Isaiah 61 is. Listen, he's painting a picture of the kingdom life and the kingdom power that you're supposed to walk in. What he's talking about here, this is what Eden would look like. It would look like good tidings. It would look like healing. It would look like liberty. It would look like freedom. It would look like favor. But the kingdom is here and now. The kingdom of God is within you. It's forcefully advancing. Jesus said that the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. That's why the very next line says this, in the day of vengeance for our God. You know, after Jesus disarmed Satan and the principalities and powers that had all the regions of the world under their sway, when he disarmed them, now they have no legal right. God's ready to take vengeance on all those demonic principalities and powers. Come on, he's ready to kick them out of your family. He's ready to kick them out of your community. He's ready to kick them out of your business. God's a God of justice. And this is why in the church, listen, we have to be careful because we have to remember, you know, things like social justice, listen to me, social justice, which we are very much involved in, which it's very important to be involved in, which it's very important to help the oppressed and feed the hungry and all that. You guys know that we feed, uh, just in Zimbabwe, we feed over 25,000 children every day, Monday through Friday, okay? We give a lot of money. Yeah, you do if you give, so give yourself a clap, all right? So, yeah, if you, uh, look, if you tithe and give to this church, I'm gonna do my best over the next few weeks to show you all the things that you're giving to, but I tell you what, you're gonna show up there and you're gonna be like, all right. I, I gave to, we, I, I did a lot of giving. We helped a lot of people. We moved the kingdom forward. We give a lot of money to organizations that rescue girls out of the sex trade. Okay, yeah, amen. We give, you do, you give. We, we give a lot of money to help people out of slavery and bring freedom where there's oppression and there's places in the Middle East that you're giving to that I can't even talk about publicly. We're giving right here, we're building a dream center. We're helping all those kids in that area over by Cleveland Arms. You guys know how we are. Yes, you are. Watch this. We're feeding 25,000 kids a day in Zimbabwe. There's millions, 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 and millions more that are hungry, dying, child soldiers, and dying of AIDS. The only way to really meet every need and to really end slavery and to really end all these things, there's only one way. That is the return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. When Jesus comes back, there's gonna be no more tears, there's gonna be no more suffering, there's gonna be no more slavery, there's gonna be no more injustice, there's gonna be no more oppression, there's gonna be no more hunger, there's gonna be no more sickness. 
So we have to be careful because listen, when the early church thought about social justice, they thought about justice. Jesus come back and end all this suffering. And we have to be careful because you can fall into this trap of being so focused on this world and we think things like, well, we're just gonna make the, don't amen me. Let me finish. <laughs> you might amen the wrong thing. You hear things like, we're gonna make the world a better place. Listen, Jesus did not come to make this world a better place. He came to redeem us out of this world. This world is brutal. You wanna know the things that we deal with every single week? With some kids the very same age as the kids that are up here? And I'll tell you this, listen, if you're a father of one of these young men or one daughters and you, and, or daughter and you've been absent from your family, you better repent and you better get back involved because I need you in this. Man, I'm, I'm not playing. These kids, man. I feel like we're praying over these kids. I feel like we're just sending them into a war zone. What, what are we going to do? Teach pray over them, you know. What is that prayer? Now I lay me down to sleep. Gucci, 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 goo. I tell you what, when you pray over your kid, you praying over a little boy, you better pray over him and say, Lord, I thank you for this man of God. This man of God is a warrior. Lord, even though he's gonna experience pain, even though this world is full of heartache, God, I thank you that he's your man and you're gonna give him joy and you're gonna give him joy that this world can't take away and you'll be his, oh, I wish somebody would help me. And another thing while I'm on it. What is the deal with all these young guys waiting until they're like 35 to get married? What is wrong with y'all? I'm going there. Listen, we're in the world. We're not of the world. I don't care if the world plays a field and, you know, you got to get your success and, you know, blah, 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 your dreams. You better give up your dream and you better go after God's call and you better. You want to be successful, you get in on the favor of God. He'll bless you so, he, 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 nobody can bless you like God. And listen to me. You're going to see in these next six weeks, all these young people that don't have dads in their life, guess what, I'm going to recruit you. And some of these single moms, that don't have a man to help, I'm gonna recruit you. So you better get married because I'm gonna give you a, a, a woman and kids anyway. 
You know how many, you know how many sharp, pretty, spiritual, bright, single women we have in this church? Why ain't y'all marrying them? Am I right, Carrie? Carrie, can y'all tell Carrie's been stirring me up? I'm just saying, man, we got kingdom work to do. Our, our life on this earth, it is a vapor. It is a vapor. It is a drop in the bucket. We, this is practice. This is preparation. God's training us to, so, so we'll know how to rule and reign. We're ruling and reigning with Christ. We're gonna rule over the angels. We're gonna rule over the eternal future, the new heavens and the new earth. That's how you know Jesus didn't come to make this world a better place. He's gonna burn this world up. He's gonna renovate it by fire. There's gonna be a new heavens and a new earth. And don't go saying that pastors Anti, uh, no, anti, what's the, uh, you know, be a good steward of the planet, environment. Don't you go saying, I'm anti-environment, I'm pro-environment. Good stewardship is a trait of God, whether it's the earth or anything else. You steward your body well, right? but there's still gonna come a day where it's going in the dirt and hopefully you're saved and a new body's gonna come forth. Okay. Look at this. To console those who mourn in Zion. Of course, there is a fulfillment of that. With, there's, there's Mount Zion. There's the Jewish uh, people. There's the Gentiles. There's the fullness of all that. that there is another part of this. I'm talking about this prophetically where we are now. It says to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Look, that they may, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. All of these things right here, goodness, healing, liberty, Freedom, favor, comfort, consolation, safety, beauty, oil, praise instead of heaviness. Do you understand? All this is for you here and now if you're in his kingdom. If you're focused on the kingdom, this is what the environment or the atmosphere of the kingdom looks like. But look, we have work to do, look at four. Okay, so the Holy Spirit's upon us, there's all these things, this is the kingdom we're in. Give, Jesus gives us this kingdom that the world can't take away. And it, look, it says, they shall rebuild the old ruins. They shall raise up the former desolations. They so, shall repair the ruined cities. The desolations of many generations. This is what we've been talking about this year. Listen, revival is about restoration. Since Pentecost, since the Holy Spirit came, all revivals are just returning us to the original intent and the original pattern. If you have signs and wonders and all kind of miracles and the prophetic and a lot of these things that 
we're experiencing on a real powerful basis now. If, if you have that, but not a, 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 a restoration of truth, then you have a move of God, that's great. But you don't have revival. This is what I'm trying to say, church. It is a new time. And if you will see that God has prepared a place for you right now in his kingdom, you have this same Holy Spirit. You have this same love. You have this same power. If you will begin to believe that, I'm telling you, you will start to experience the kingdom in a whole new way. Look what verse 11 says. It says, for as the earth brings forth its bud and the garden causes the things that are sown in it to spring forth, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and what? Praise to spring forth before all nations. Look, as the garden causes the things, remember we talked about Eden. This is a picture of the environment of Eden. Follow me, I'm just look at someone near you and say he's going somewhere. He's going somewhere. I'm gonna be there in about 10 minutes. Just, I'm going somewhere. Look, as the garden, think of global Eden, okay? Think of the kingdom of God's within us. As the garden causes the things that are sown in it to spring forth. Remember what I talked about, watch. When you get into the kingdom, if you have seed in the ground, it springs forth. It springs forth. This is a season, Isaiah 43. There's no more delays. I'm not talking about your maturity and discipleship process. I'm talking about you sowing praise, you sowing finances, you sowing mercy. You're depressed, pray for somebody else that's depressed. The rains are here, the rains are here, and now do you have seed in the ground? Do you have some praise seeds? Do you have some tithe seeds? Do you have some offering seeds? Do you have some mercy seeds? Do you have praying for somebody else seeds? Do you have serving seeds? Do you have some seed in the ground? Because if you do, it's going to spring forth. It's here and it's now. It's here and now. So what does the Holy Spirit do? Real quick. Here's what he's doing as we see here in Isaiah 61. There's salvation to preach, testify of Jesus. There's sanctification, that means to set apart. That's what we did to our young people today. That's what many of you, God's gonna, God is gonna set you apart in this season, watch this. He's gonna give you gifts and he's gonna stir up gifts that you didn't know you had. You're gonna start putting his kingdom first instead of your own world first. And all of a sudden, apocalypse, God's gonna unveil some things that he's known all along that you haven't seen. Yeah. Seek first the kingdom of God and his, and all these things shall be added unto you. What is that saying when we have a kingdom mindset, when we're about the kingdom, when we're expanding the kingdom, when we're in our uh, workplace, when we're in our business and we're making ourselves available to God 
and we're being aware of how God wants to use us to encourage someone to pray for something, to speak into something prophetically, whether they know it's prophetically or not, when we are aware and available, when we are ready to testify of Jesus, when we're ready to bring good news to someone who is poor in spirit or downtrodden. See, we are focused on the kingdom and all of a sudden, God gives us eyes to see. He begins to pull things back. You see open doors, you see business opportunities. All of a sudden you have an idea. All of a sudden you get this promotion. All of a sudden God gives you that relationship. Why? Because it's the year of the Lord's favor because God is giving you beauty. He's not giving you ashes. He's giving you joy. I wish somebody would praise God for five seconds for his kingdom. Look, okay, so look, salvation, sanctification, deliverance. We don't use that word anymore, do we? Some people just need to be delivered. You know, I needed to be delivered. I had a drug problem. You know what my problem was? I liked cocaine. I liked ecstasy. I couldn't stop all by myself. I had an addiction. I needed deliverance. I didn't need more self-help. I didn't need to get on the right track. I needed deliverance. And thank you, Jesus, he set me free. I'm so glad that was a great day just a few weeks ago. (laughs) But listen, here's, watch this. Even though Jesus delivered me, he gave me his new wine, right? I still had to get a new wine skin. Come on, I had to get in 12 step. I needed some accountability for a while. Are you you following me? I had to get in church. I had to get focused on the kingdom. All those desires didn't go away right away. But you know what did happen right away? The kingdom of God came into my life. There was salvation. There was healing. There was freedom. I was in a prison. God opened the door. There was beauty. There was joy. There was a garment of praise. He gave me. You might need to get, I mean, who knows what you need to get delivered from? You know what I've noticed this? If you know, see, I'm I'm getting on this deal. The world is trying to hijack kingdom language. I saw this one, this one real popular, you know, Hollywood celebrity. Her new fashion line is called Redemption. Let me tell you, clothes can't redeem you. That's a kingdom word. Eminem's new album coming out, Revival. One of the most popular clubs, I can't remember where it is, you know what it's called? It's called Sanctification. You know what any war strategist, anyone that studies military strategy, 
could tell you, you know what Hitler did? You know what Stalin did? You know what all those people did? One of the first things that they attacked to confuse people was they took the language and they took words that were sacred and they applied a different meaning to depower them, to devalue them to make them stop using those words, to make them stop talking about that. And before long, there was confusion and what's revival, what's this, and what's that, and what? They're not taking our language. Now you want the real? Well, come on into the kingdom, it's for everybody. And then there's praise. All right. Are you ready? I got six minutes. Here's what I want to say. I hope you can see this. This is the theme of Isaiah 61. No longer are you waiting on God. God is waiting on you. You're not waiting on a breakthrough. Your breakthrough is waiting on you. You're not waiting on freedom. Your freedom is waiting on you. You're not waiting for a miracle. Your miracle is waiting on you. Why? The Spirit of the Lord God is upon you. He has anointed you to bring good news. He's anointed you to testify of Jesus. He's anointed you to bind up the brokenhearted. He's anointed you to heal the sick. He's anointed... But what we are challenged with, watch this. We have to forgive, the Bible says, we gotta forget those things that are behind us. We've gotta let the past be the past. Listen, we're so focused on this world. We're so focused on spending energy, on trying to fix our problems in this life that are connected to our past, our past regrets. You know what the church has done? We've let our past become our present. We've let our past become our future. Your past is not your future. That's the trick of the enemy. Your past is your past. Let the past be the past. Let the past be the past. Don't let the past be your present. Well, I tried that a while ago. I don't care. I don't care. It's the past. You know, that's a sad thing. So one of the sad things about suicide, which is an epidemic in our nation with our young people now, what happens with suicide? People, they're so uh, hurt and tormented by what's happened in their past they just want relief. So what they think is, if they take their lives, if they kill themselves, they kill their past. The problem is they don't kill their past, they kill their future. Do you see? You don't kill your past, you kill your future. And the problem with that is, guess who's in your future and in your present? Isaiah 61. 
Jeremiah 29, 11, look what God says. Look, he says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. He's, hey, look, to give you a future and a hope. He's speaking this to Israel where they're in bondage, they're in captivity, they've lost all hope. It's evil. They don't like their lives. They hate their lives. And God said, no, 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 you gotta let the past be the past. Yes, the past was painful. Yes, the past was evil. Yes, you went through some brutal seasons. That's what this world is. This world is brutal. It's painful. It's not getting better. It's getting worse. And if we teach our kids that one day the world will be better for them. We're lying to them. It won't be better. It'll be worse. We got to teach them how to fight. We got to get them in the kingdom. We got to let them know we're not of this world. We're in it. We're not of it. The world getting better? Give me a break. God so loved the world. He's talking about people. That's why John says, look, don't love the world or the things in the world. If you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. We're so need-based. We're so world-focused. Jesus said, don't do that. You're in covenant with me now. You be loyal to me, I'll be loyal to you. Even when you're not loyal to me, I'll be loyal to you. But if you deny me, I'll deny you. And Jesus said, focus on the kingdom. I'll take, I'll forgive. I'll take care of all that stuff. I'll meet all your needs. I need you to be about the kingdom. That's where the power is. That's where your peace is that the world can't take away. There is no peace, saith God, unto the wicked. This world will never be at peace until the Prince of Peace returns. And we have to remember that. That Jesus returned, that would be the greatest act of social justice ever. Finally, we could see all the oppression and the suffering relieved. So what does that put on us? We need to prepare ourselves and bring kingdom and be kingdom people and expand God's people as his outpost to bring that in the here and now as much as possible until the Lord comes back and straightens all this stuff out. Come on, can you give God a hand for that? Don't kill your future just because of your past. We can't alter the past, but we can always bring our past to the altar. I said we can't alter our past, but we can always bring our past to the altar. Listen, I'm not talking, I wanna be clear about this, about the world. I'm not talking about not having fun. Of course we watch football, I play golf, I throw golf clubs. I watch football, I fit, I'm, we're not talking about that. God's created all things for us to enjoy. I'm talking about what is our mentality? Are we so focused on this life 
trying to get everything this life? Are we so focused on our regrets of our past? I got good news for you. When Jesus comes back, no more tears, no more suffering, all that's gonna be wiped out. There's not gonna be no, no bad memories. Everything's gonna be done away with. Do you see, God has prepared a place for you in his kingdom right here and now, but you've gotta show up. And many times that's what we see in scripture. God prepares the place before the people, before he even prepares the people. Remember Eden? He created Eden and now he said, okay, now I can form a man. I've got his place. I've got his environment where he can thrive. He made Adam and Eve, right? What did Jesus say when he left and he was gonna send the Holy Spirit to the disciples? He said, don't worry, I'm going to prepare a place. I'm gonna prepare a place for all of you. How many of you remember the story of the prodigal son? I'm almost done. I have three minutes because football hasn't started yet. And so I, I get a little leeway on the clock. Some of y'all remember the story of the prodigal son? You know, if you're familiar with it, it's kind of a famous Bible story. But remember the son leaves the father in the father's house and he goes out and he just, Bible says he, he goes partying, riotous living, doing all kind of crazy stuff. And he winds up, come on, in the mud, in the slop with the pigs. Can anybody relate? Watch this. Very interesting. So he does that for a while, but he could have kept doing it and saying, oh, I've blown it. And this is so dirty and I'm so bad. And man, I messed up and, 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 and gosh, I just blew it and my life's horrible. And in that moment it was. Watch this. He came to his senses. My prayer today is that many of you come to your spiritual senses. And the Bible said, he said to himself. See, sometimes you gotta talk to yourself. That's fine, we all talk to ourselves. It's only when you start answering yourself. We need to worry. He said, you know what? Back in my father's house, man, you know, my father's a reasonable man. And back in his house, man, he's got so much good stuff. I bet you he, maybe he let me, I'm gonna repent. I'm gonna show up back at my father's place that I know, you know, that, that, and, and I'll just be, a, I bet I can just be a servant. And look, he was willing to let the past, who knows what kind of trail of pain, regret, and whatever else. Watch this. He goes back toward his father's house. If you remember the story, the father's looking. As soon as he comes over the horizon, guess what? The father had been preparing the place for his return all along. What? Remember what he said? He sees him. You know what he says? Hey, go get the fatted calf. There was one calf that he had the servants go out every day and give a little bit more food to. There was gonna be a fatted calf because he was hoping there would be a day, come on, that his son was gonna return. He, wanted, he was preparing the meal. He was preparing the place. 
He said, get the fatty calf. He said, right off the bat, get the robe. Come on, I got it pressed and ready. Get the shoes, they're right ready. Pull out that ring, I've already had it polished. Son, I've got your place prepared for you. When If you'll just show up, it'll be just like you never left. It'll be just like you never left. You gotta show up. Put those three things, and I'm having an altar call. We're anointed, we're set apart, keep going. We are sacred space. And the third thing, we are sent out to establish God's kingdom. And all of these, look, God's prepared a place, a garment of praise. He's, watch, I'm about to have an altar call. He's prepared a garment of praise for you. Isaiah 61, he's prepared beauty for your ashes. He's prepared joy for your sadness. He's prepared a mending of your broken heart. Do you see Isaiah 61 is a place. It's his kingdom. He's prepared that place for you if you'll just show up. Father, we just pray right now. We come right now in the name of Jesus. I'm gonna ask you this. I'm gonna count to three and I'm gonna, then I'm gonna ask you to raise your hand. If you say, Stovall, that's me. I'm in the position of that prodigal son. I've been away from God. I've been thinking about my past. Right now, I'm ready to let my past be the past. I'm coming to the place God's prepared for me for forgiveness and healing, and joy, and it's gonna be just like I never left. He's gonna redeem, he's gonna restore, he's gonna make it all right, but you have to show up. If you're ready to come back to God, I want you to raise your hand on the count of three. Ready? One, two, three, lift it up. Lift it up, all of our locations. Lift it up. And here's the next thing. If you lifted that hand, here's your place right at this altar. Come on, you can't alter your past, but you can leave your past at this altar. This is the place of exchange. This is the place you leave your heaviness. God has prepared for you a garment of praise. You're gonna leave your broken heart. You're gonna walk out of here with a mended heart. You're gonna leave your sadness. You're gonna walk out of here with joy. We are leaving our past at the altar once and for all, and we are coming into God's kingdom place for us. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org.